Tuesday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the uh, 1995 Ron Howard directed feature Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your other host, I'm Chris Henry of the EAA Aviation Museum. And we are watching a TV show. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, or, and uh, watching uh, uh, an astronaut play with an, a cassette deck. Uh, <laughs> Specifically playing, um, I just found out this is the number two requested, I can't believe, this can't still be active, this is the number two <laughs> requested song played in funeral homes. What? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I'm reading here. It said, Danny Boy is number one and Spirit in the Sky by Norman wow. Greenbaum. Ah. Um, I don't know where they took that, <laughs> uh, but that's a quote from Norman Greenbaum. So that may be a little bit suspect on their uh, serving methods. <laughs> that's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Norman Greenbaum was, uh, I know him from Spirit in the Sky, but mostly I remember him from uh, Dr. Demento. He was, huh. uh, before he was uh, a, a, whatchamacallit, a, a solo hit, <laughs> he was in a, uh, now I'm trying to remember the band name. Ah, of course, I've got internet, so I can uh, I can look that one up. <laughs> Doctor West Medicine Show, that was the one. Wow. He was in. He did the uh, novelty hit, "The Eggplant That Ate Chicago." And, uh, you know, it's based on true story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and ten year old me remembers that song more than I remember "Spirit wow. in the Sky." That was, that was the thing. That was the thing to listen to. Wow. And uh, I think my well, kids know that song as well. And I think I think that song has just become synonymous with the space program. Uh, as well <laughs> yeah. i don't know how uh but um i don't know i don't know if it was from apollo 13 or from other things but uh that when you hear that song i mean aviation that song is very big in aviation let's put it that way yeah yeah you always hear those opening the the, the telecaster the oh, fender yeah. telecaster and the big fuzz box going wah, wah, wah. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it's uh you gotta you gotta pull up on the stick when you hear that <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah i mean that's yeah that makes you want to go out and fly something so yeah yeah that's a great <laughs> thing and uh you know i was thinking it, it's it's nice seeing at the time uh cassettes i remember being excited uh seeing my first cassette player when uh, about in, in the late 60s and i mean back before all this it was reel to reel and people had these huh. you know reel to reel tape recorders i even had when i was a when i was a kid my dad had bought a uh a portable reel-to-reel tape recorder. Wow. Um, and uh, it had these little three-inch tapes that you could stick in it. And I recorded a lot of uh, Apollo missions when it was on TV. I'd, I'd save up my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd save up money from my paper route and buy a, buy reel-to-reel tapes. And, of course, now I can't find any of the reel-to-reels, and I, I don't have any kind of equipment to play a reel-to-reel on, so <laughs> it's probably entirely useless. But uh, I remember seeing cassettes. I thought, wow, that would be just so much easier. <laughs> wow. That's cool. And, uh, they were uh, there. It was I mean that that uh, that little spinning uh, mini cassette player there that he had was really high tech at the time for for 1970. I wish wow. I wish I had one at that like that. Huh. Um, so we watch uh, Spirit in the Skies playing away, and uh, uh, Fred Hayes's kids are watching Daddy on the big screen uh, as that as that goes. So it looks like they're <laughs> having a good time. So I'd like uh, to know. I'd I'd love to know why that uh, they sort of created that bit of action i guess if you will on this um i watched you can go online and actually watch the television broadcast it's actually up on like a youtube or something like that 
and they actually did play 2001 a Space Odyssey theme. Yeah. So I wonder if it was just jazzing up the the punching this up a little bit or something. You know, why why make the Spirit to Sky stuff? I wonder. You know. Uh, I mean, yeah. can, I mean, it, and it's kind of weird because uh, the theme to 2001 was public domain at the time. Spouse, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah it's, a bit it's, of a. Uh, uh, it would it be easier to get, but I guess, yeah, I think jazzing it up, making it something that, you know, it, it's like wondering why, uh, <laughs> why, uh, why Barbara Lovell yesterday was playing uh, Jimi Hendrix when she was talking about the Beatles breaking up. It's just, I guess they could get the rights to it. And they, uh, it was that's affor- true. Yeah. It was affordable. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, they stuck it in and uh, yeah, it, it, you know, showing uh, Jim Lovell here looking displeased that, you know, it's supposed to be the, the 2001 <laughs> theme, but. I do like the Capcom saying, you know, when I go up, I'm going to bring my, my Johnny yeah. kid. That, that's a good question. Chris, if you were going to the moon, what would you, what, what tunes would you bring with you? Oh man, I'd bring my, uh, my entire collection of Bruce Springsteen stuff with me, man. <laughs> and, uh, I'm a boss kind of guy here. So yeah, I'd be um, rocking out there and yeah, have, yep. have the windows born rolled down run. and everything cranked up. Yeah. That's it. Born to run, man. <laughs> born to run in space. So <laughs> I think that and the Foo Fighters would be what I, what I'd bring oh, okay. with me. So yeah. <laughs> I have uh, I have no idea. I think Sinatra. I think I'd be playing I, "Fly Me yeah, to the Moon." Yeah, you, know, you just can't some, go wrong with that. Some cla- classic tunes. And uh, yeah, uh, as we're as we're recording this, we're waiting to find out the news of who the private citizen is that's going to go around the moon. So maybe if we uh, if we get that information, yeah, uh, everybody will know this by the time they're listening. But I keep wondering if uh, whoever he or she is, if they'll announce their uh, their tune list. That's yeah, going up. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to hear that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see, how, see how that goes. And, of course, everybody we're talking to already knows this part, so it's just very frustrating for us living in the past here. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, do get, uh, I do get a little annoyed. This is it's a pet peeve of mine, and it's, it's like, like you had just seen with the, uh, the video that they never had uh, Spirit in the Sky playing on Apollo 13. But they're showing in the corner of the, uh, of the viewing room, that little uh, the family room that they have behind, the, mm-hmm. behind Mission Control, uh, the – Public Affairs Officer uh, Henry Hurt is looking at all the monitors, and they're showing "I Dream a Genie." They're showing uh, Rowan and Martin's laughing, Bewitched, and uh, some kind of game show. I think it might be—I want to say it's uh, the Who, What, or Where game, but I don't think so. Uh, but anyway, but the Rowan and Martin's thing was this is Monday night. This this is Monday night, April thirteenth, and uh, if fifty-six hours into the fifty-six hours into the mission, it would be just coming up on. 8 p.m. Central or 9 o'clock Eastern. So the the shows that were running at the time uh, on on ABC, it was uh, a show called the Silent the Silent Force. And uh, that show the uh, the show the Silent Force was uh, was on at 8:30. Uh, there was a previous show before that. The, 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 their video program ran an hour. So there was on ABC there was either young the lo- young lawyers. Or let's make a deal. So let's let's just let's just give them the benefit of the doubt and say the ABC <laughs> show is let's make a deal. Wow. Um, it wasn't Bewitched though was on Thursday nights, so <laughs> it was wrong. <laughs> C- CBS, the classic Monday night show on CBS was Gunsmoke. It was that way for 25 years. So the idea that they they don't have Gunsmoke on that on that lineup for Monday is kind of crazy. Rowan and Martin's <laughs> laughing is correct, but uh, I dream yeah I dream a genie was also. On a different night, it was on uh, uh, the following night on Tuesday night. So that just it, it, it it's a minor <laughs> thing, but it drives my little OCD brain crazy watching this. That's funny. So, so um, 
but anyway, some someday someday they'll do the special edition and they'll they'll edit in the right ones. But I understand <laughs> I understand why they have I Dream a Genie in there because it's you know he's he's in NASA and all that. So oh yeah, they gotta yeah. they gotta squeeze that in there somewhere. I have a feeling that these, these are Ron Howard's favorite shows, so he stuck them, yeah <laughs> stuck him in. And who doesn't like Genie the Genie? I mean yeah well, yeah. Let's yeah. face it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have Genie. So uh, it's uh, it's annoying, it, but it it really was true that it was almost impossible back in the day. After I'd say Apollo Twelve kind of cut it for for everybody there. They didn't really follow uh, follow what was going on in the missions after Apollo Eleven. Wow! Just uh, took to imagine that there's just not enough hours in the day to uh, that you could f- fit in a couple of minutes of uh, of Jeez. people going to the moon. That's unreal. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, it's a uh, you know the good thing is now that we live in a twenty four hour news cycle, there will always be somebody following moon missions, or hopefully there will be. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'll see yeah. how it goes. Um, and then we get we get, we cut to the nursing home where Jim Lovell's uh, mother Blanche, who just happens to be uh, Ron Howard's mother, is play- <laughs> is playing that role, doing a great job too. I think she did a fantastic a fantastic job in this. And uh, looking it up, that is the correct. That is the correct TV guide for uh, April 10th. It would come out on a Saturday, so it's the April 10th, 1970 issue of TV Guide. Wow! So they they really did get that right. Um, I'm impressed huh. by the, uh, the the people doing the research on that. So <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, one of my favorite commercials here that gets kind of cut off. Uh, they show a a gorilla throwing a suitcase around inside of a cage. And, oh gosh, yeah. And uh, they're talking about, you know, to uh, all those baggage handlers and uh, hotel clerks. Have we? They, they cut the tagline off that says, have we got a uh, suitcase for you? <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, just kind of uh, it very much, yeah, very much giving it the look and feel of 1970. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's fun to watch. I'm surprised they didn't have any Tang commercials and all of that. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was available, I guess. And then we do see at at the very end of this, we do get to see uh, Bill uh, Bill Paxton playing with uh, orange juice in the uh, vomit comet. So that was, That's uh, awesome. <laughs> I just keep wondering how many towels there are on the floor, just because when <laughs> when it bottoms out and all that stuff is going to hit the ground. So um, anything that they didn't drink. Very dynamic picture here too. I mean, the camera flying. Around. It must have been really something moving a film camera in that tight space and trying to get trying to make it look natural yeah yeah that that had to be something i'd love to see uh i'd love to see more pictures of the the out you know the out yeah the out production yeah i'd like to see what the outside of like like what the uh what the set looked like from the outside you know i think there was a book i'll have to look it up i think there was a book about the making of the movie and i need to dig into that if there is there, there probably is, and we'll, we'll probably hear from some, some of our listeners. Yeah, well, you know, I know there is because I know Hal gave it to me. And, yeah. And, oh. Okay. So I know that there's there's there is a book out there somewhere about it, and uh, I was just looking on my shelf right here behind me to see if it was in my office here, but uh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it is. It's called the Apollo Adventure: The oh, Making of go. Apollo Thirteen. Oh, okay. So, yeah, to, I'm gonna try and see if I can get some pictures. Maybe we can put it up on the Facebook page. Oh, that would be fantastic. You know, from yeah, the, just, from that. just to see what what it looks. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to imagine. You know, they've got to mic them. They've got to uh, they got to film them. They've got to light them. So there's a lot of equipment bouncing around on that. On yeah, the plane. yeah, it has right. to be really nailed down. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's really that 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 it's still spectacular. I mean, this were you know almost almost 30 years on, and it's still just a spectacular thing. I'm sorry. 
23 years along. That's where it still holds up as a, as a fantastic bit of, uh, of special effects. Oh, that, yeah. And that it's practical, that it's a practical special effect. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, when you watch a, you watch a movie like um, Gravity, which was mostly done with uh, wires and uh, very clever green screening, uh, that still looked very good, you know, looked like uh, zero gravity for the most part. The sheer audacity of <laughs> renting a plane for seven, <laughs> 72 up and downs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing little thing. Now, uh, in other news, we're, uh, we're coming up on, we're coming up on uh, Space Day up in, uh, in Oshkosh. How are, how are things progressing? They're coming along really well for Space Day. Uh, October 6th, we have uh, two speakers that are going to be in the museum. Uh, we have uh, astronaut from Apollo 15, Al Warden, going to be our keynote speaker. Oh. And um, and we also have Alyssa Carson that's going to come and be here. She's a young lady who's training to uh, go on and become an astronaut. And and um, hope she, her eye is to go to Mars is what she wants to do. Wow. Exciting. Good, good determination. You know, it's like hey, pick, pick your goal early in life. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, it sounds like it sounds like a good. And you, you, I know you always have a good turnout up there in Oshkosh. It's uh, it's quite a, it, it, it's easy to get to, especially if you have an airplane. <laughs> um, oh yeah, there, uh, <laughs> there's there's a uh, you know so so many things. Uh, do you have any special exhibits uh, coming up? How what? what um, are we are working on uh, an exhibit coming up featuring a certain astronaut. Uh, I don't know if I want to give it away here okay. yet, quite well, or not. But uh, stay tuned. Um, but uh, it is an Apollo astronaut who has been very generous in donating a, a large part of his collection to us, and uh, we're gonna have a very uh, we're gonna have a whole gallery uh, to him. But before the end of the year, it'll be out. And wow. uh, maybe as we get a little closer, we could talk to the our museum curator Zach and see if he'll come on the show and talk a little bit about what he's putting together for us. Sounds really good. Yeah, I think I think we, we should do that. So uh, anyway, stay tuned. <laughs> We're coming up to the end of th this video display that they're doing. Uh, they're demonstra demonstrating mostly uh, zero gravity. We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. It's still I, I love I love these minutes where they're where they're bouncing around and not just you know sitting I sitting know. in a chair and acting like they're floating. <laughs> yeah, you it's, can't beat it. <laughs> they really got they really get their money's worth out of out of the plane in the next uh, the next minute or two. <laughs> well, should yeah. we should we mention uh, the guest uh, that we're going to have on because he's in this scene? Uh, yes, we have an upcoming we have an upcoming guest, so we might want to might want to talk about uh, our our fortune to ha to have him on. Um, yeah, so if you watch the end of the scene here, uh, or throughout the scene, you have Capcom uh, talking uh, to uh, the crew, and the, the gentleman working the Capcom is Brett Cullen, and that's the actor's name. Um, I'm not sure who he's supposed to be portraying, do you? His name is Andy, and as far as I know, there was never any... Um, <laughs> there, there was, there was <laughs> never any Andy that was an astronaut. He's just so a general Capcom, one of the yeah. guys, and... Um, but uh, Brett is willing uh, and and able to come on uh, the uh, the show here with us. So he's going to talk a little bit about the uh, working in the mission control set. Yep, and he'll he'll be coming up with us very shortly. So please again stay tuned, and we'll, we'll be we'll be talking with him a little bit toward toward the end of the week. So uh, check back with us uh, if you haven't listened to previous episodes. Go always go to our big site Apollo13minute.com, Apollo13minute.com. You can download all the previous episodes and read up summaries of every single minute. You can also find us on iTunes or Google Play. Check back with us on social media if you want to talk to us. We're always available on either Facebook at the Apollo13minute Mission Control or at uh, uh, 
the other one, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter <laughs> no. at Apollo 13 Minute. I always forget that one. But it's, I know. It's out there. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow to talk more about uh, floating around inside of, a, inside of a set that also happens to be a spacecraft. Uh, but uh, <laughs> looks like we're coming up on uh, a loss of signal in about 30 seconds. So we will see you here tomorrow on the Apollo 13 Minute. <laughs>